today on the Tearsheet Podcast. The fact is people need to uh, take out these private student loans to, to go to college. Um, and as we looked into what was out there, you know, we, we started asking ourselves, like, well, does, does, the, kind of, does the world need a, another private student loan lender? But as we looked into the other options, um, you know, the current, the, the, the current options out on the market looked like they were built in Windows 95. Hmm. Um, and most of the students were not even born, who are, who are getting these loans were not even born in 1995. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Zach Miller. Student lending is undergoing a significant transformation. Earnest has refinanced over $10 billion for over 124,000 people, helping them pay off their debt and giving them the financial capital to reach their goals. The company combines design and data to build an innovative model for consumer lending, available through a simple, easy-to-use mobile app. David Green, Chief Product Officer at Earnest, joins us on the podcast to talk about lending in our economic environment, as well as the firm's relatively new product, in-school student loans. Lastly, we talk about the lender's product pipeline. David Green is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. What could you do with better real-time consumer data? All data aggregation from Fiserv enables access to consumer permission data from over 18,000 sources. Lenders, advisors, fintech firms, and financial institutions can turn this data into actionable insight for their customers. Go to fiserv.com slash all data to learn more. Hi, uh, I'm David Green. I'm the Chief Product Officer at Earnest, uh, where I oversee product management, design, user research, and data and analytics. Uh, Earnest is a fintech lender on a mission to empower people with the financial capital they need to live better lives. And we have two primary offerings, uh, student loan refinancing and private student loans. And the basic idea is that we help people pay for college and then manage their debt after graduation and and get out of debt. Uh, And since inception, we've refinanced over $10 billion of loans for 125,000 individuals. Uh, And last year we launched our private in-school offering and this will be our second season coming up now. Great, I'd love to get into that, but before we do, can we talk about the challenge um, as a lender, uh, both to originate and to refinance student debt? Uh, You mean the, the combination of doing both of those things? Uh, really just, no, I really just like talk about the challenges of your core business and servicing your customers. Yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, certainly in the, in the refinance world, uh, some of the challenges you have are, uh, you are capped by the, the idea is that you are taking loans uh, that were originated at one interest rate, uh, a lot by the federal, you know, the majority of student loans are originated mm-hmm. by the federal government, about 90% at a certain interest rate that gets set every year. Uh, and you are uh, trying to find individuals that have shown uh, improvement uh, over in their financial health over time, uh, and you can then offer them a better interest rate. And so uh, one of the challenges is that you are always um, kind of beholden in, uh, to, the, to the interest rate that the federal government is, has set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a challenge. Um, I think another big challenge for us is uh, just let, you know, this kind of applies to all financial products, but uh, lending uh, certainly fits right in that category. But the the idea that there are so many different laws and regulations you have to comply with and so many disclosures uh, and, and rules around how you display information to the customers. Uh, and those frequently uh, make it difficult to uh, do what you think would be 
you know, the, the most natural way to approach, uh, you know, user experience or, or display information to users. So I think uh, figuring out that challenge um, is another big thing that we're definitely focused on at Earnest. That makes a lot of sense um, for, for the head of product. Um, is there also a communication or um, educational component that, that you find potential clients, prospects are, I kind of need to hear from you guys. Do they understand the situations they're in or do they understand uh, the potential to refinance and understand how that process works? Yeah, I think this is a, this is a, t a good question and a, and a tough one uh, uh, for all of us. And then something we kind of go back and forth on a, a lot. I think you hear a lot about financial literacy and people need to understand these situations more. Uh, but I also think back to, you know, when I went to business school and I was looking for loans and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, a pretty good business school and I'm expected to know all of these things. And uh, the truth is I was, you know, pretty lost looking for loans as well. Uh, and if, if I, if, if me in my shoes, uh, I can't, I didn't really have a great way to figure all of that out expecting 18 year old students uh, mm. to get a grasp and a handle on like loan mechanics and fixed and variable rates and uh, you know how your deferment affects uh, the rest of your you know, you know your total cost of your loan I think all of that is just uh, a little bit unrealistic uh, to think that that's that's the answer right so I think a lot of how we think about it is more um, well, while, while there are, uh, is a subsection of people who, who do want to learn more and, and want to get in the nitty gritty and are building their own spreadsheets uh, to track, you know, how all of their finances are doing, a lot of what we think about is more guidance uh, versus just pure information and literacy because people ultimately need to be kind of handheld and, and told, you know, what the best thing to do is versus just giving them all the information, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Can you give an example at the product level of that type of guidance? Yeah, so I think, you know, for our uh, private student loan that we launched last year, uh, one of the things we heard uh, when we did our user research was that people didn't really understand, you know, they would start paying back their loan or they would sign their loan and they, they didn't really even know what they were signing up for. Uh, and they had, there's a bunch of different options when you're, when you're signing a loan, you can, uh, you can choose between a fixed or a variable rate. You can choose to make a payment while you're in school, uh, like a fixed payment or interest only, or you know, your full principal, or you can pay nothing, which is what a lot of people do while they're in school. Uh, and then you can choose the term of the loan. And so there are all these variables mm. uh, and, and nobody, know, nobody really understood how to uh, choose between them. And so we built um, kind of a, a simulator in our checkout flow, which shows, as you switch around each of these variables, what the total cost of your loan over the lifetime is, uh, and then combine that with uh, what we call their, your payoff journey, which tells you, you know, like you're going to be paying $25 a month while you're in school. And then nine months after you graduate, you're going to move up to your normal payment, which is X and your total, and you're going to be paying that for this many months. So I think uh, that's how we try. That's, that's a big way that we've, um, tried to do that on our private student loan side. And now a word from our sponsor. At Tearsheet's day-to-day -day conference, Fiserv's Paul Diegelman drilled down into the future of personal financial management. 
Paul, you're talking about PFM 2.0. It's actually two separate and distinct applications. Liquidity is a huge problem right now. Just People just don't have time to do things twice. Basically, most parts of the country shut down for COVID. Our PFM user growth was over 20% in the first two weeks alone. Underrated 100%. How could we use AI to impact PFM? I'm up for anything that helps people. And to help people, you need an economic model. To access the full video from Paul's talk, go to tearsheet.co slash speed of life. Got it. And, and you mentioned this uh, new product, the in-school loan. Can we talk about that, sort of the impetus for creating that and sort of how it's being used? Yeah, I think, you know, so we, we started our refi product in 2015 um, and we, we had always thought about uh, doing the in-school, doing the in-school loan as well. And it's a little bit uh, for us, you know, the refi product is all about how, helping people kind of manage the debt that they have and get out of it as fast as possible or, you know, manage their, their monthly payment. Uh, and it seemed a little bit strange to then be adding to that, uh, adding to that debt. But the fact is, people need to uh, take out these private student loans to to go to college. Um, and as we looked into what was out there, you know, we, we started asking ourselves, like, well, does does the kind of does the world need a, another private student loan lender? But as we looked into the other options, um, you know, the current the, the, the current options out on the market looked like they were built in Windows 95. Um, and most of the students were not even born, who are, who are getting these loans were not even born in 1995. And, uh, you know, this, the CFPB, I read a study uh, just recently, this, the CFPB receives 12 complaints every single day uh, related to private student loans. So, you know, that, that's like they're getting thousands and thousands of complaints. And so you know, all of that would uh, go to say that, yes, like something is broken there. Uh, and, and needs to be fixed. So uh, we thought there was a good opportunity um, to apply, you know, what we what we've learned on the on the refi side uh, to making a much a significantly improved uh, private student loan. So, so what are the parameters of that loan? And I guess how are people using using those? What what does the journey look like? I guess from a consumer yeah, so, point of view. Yeah. So uh, basically, how, how many consumers. Uh, what approach this is you, you know, you, you decide you're going to school and you fill out your uh, FAFSA, which is the financial aid form um, that goes, that, that goes to the government. And based on that, uh, they would decide how much, how much money you can take out in loans uh, and also financial aid, um, financial aid awards and anything like that. So, uh, most people, for, for undergrads, there is a limit to the amount of money you can borrow from the federal government, and it's across a few different programs. And so for anybody who has tuition above that amount uh, for a year, they need to supplement that with private student loans. So mm -hmm. as I said, the vast majority of people will kind of fill up their uh, tank with, with federal loans and then, and then look to supplement with uh, private student loans. Uh, and then they would come to us uh, or one of the other uh, private student loan lenders. Uh, most of the private student loans are co-signed, about 90% of them are co-signed. Um, so, you know, that's uh, an additional step that, that people have to go through on the private side that is not required on the federal side. At the uh, product level, sorry, what, I, I'm curious also to know what the, the co-sign process looks like. Yeah, so we, we did, we tried to do a bunch of work around the co-signer process as well. I think that's, um, it's, it's just a really tricky uh, process. You know, the, 
the this is the first time in students' lives, or maybe the only time in their lives, where they're going to have to have you know financial discussions with their parents mm -hmm. potentially about you know how much how much money they make and how much they can afford and did they save for their students' college, et cetera. And, 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 you know, after we did a, bunch, a lot of research here, we, we found that these conversations were extremely stressful uh, and people didn't, people didn't really like having it or people didn't even know who to go to uh, to find a cosigner. So, uh, you know, we've tried to, with the combination of our in-product flow about, you know, uh, letting students invite cosigners directly from in the product with reminders, um, showing each other, you know, the, the other person's progress while they're going through, uh, and trying to just uh, facilitate those conversations to be uh, less onerous and, and less uncomfortable. Uh, and then providing, you know, additional, this is kind of where our content comes in, uh, helping people, you know, understand what makes a good cosigner, who they can ask if they can't ask their parents, um, that sort of thing. Got it. I'd like to switch gears and, and talk about, um, David, I guess how how COVID has impacted both Ernest and 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 your relationship with your with your clients. Yeah, so I think that you know when when people ask this question, I think about it in in kind of how it's related to to both products because they're kind of different. Uh, so the vast majority of our current borrowers uh, are on the refi side, and you know immediately I think we saw a, a large jump in the number of people taking. Uh, going into forbearance. Uh, mm -hmm. So they would take, this is basically a three month uh, non-payment. Um, this, during that time, interest still does accrue. Uh, there are a lot of reasons for that, um, that, that make it difficult for us uh, beyond just the, the monetary piece uh, mm -hmm. that make it difficult for us to not do that. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we saw uh, like, for sure, the largest percentage of people who have ever taken forbearance with us um, many, many, many times what is normal. Uh, and, and then, you know, we just came up on that three month period uh, this past month, basically, where people are coming out of those now. And, and we've actually seen a lot of a lot of people we think we're just being we're being prudent, uh, we're being smart, um, didn't really know. We kind of were uncertain what was going to happen at the beginning uh, because we've seen a you know, over half of those people, maybe close to 75% of those people just return um, mm. to making payments. Uh, there's definitely, an, you know, a non-insignificant percentage of people who, who are still having difficulty and who we are uh, working with on either, you know, further forbearance or, or different uh, payment programs. Um, you know, I think for us, uh, we want to be there for our clients and understand that, you know, this is not a, uh, for, for, this is not something they, this is not a willingness to pay problem. This is just a cannot, cannot pay, uh, ability to pay and, and hopefully a, um, shorter term, uh, kind of shock. Um, but so I think we, we've tried to, uh, send a ton of, uh, updates, uh, be very communicative. Uh, we put, you know, I think the, another piece of this is, uh, when this all happened, the federal government uh, did did a six month forbearance with no interest. And one of the th one of the first things we did was uh, highlight on our 
refi application that, hey, like now is probably not the time to, to refinance your loan if you're refinancing federal loans. Like you should really, you know, con consider just taking advantage of this, uh, you know, payment holiday. Um, mm -hmm. And because ultimately we want our, we want all of our clients to be making the, the best decisions for themselves. So I think uh, not only have we tried to help the people who, who are our current borrowers, but also prospective borrowers. Got it. And how has the current environment impacted um, the product pipeline and I guess how you look at your product portfolio? Yeah, I, I don't think it's had a huge impact um, on, on our product pipeline. You know, obviously you, you start to look at some different things as you, you re-examine your credit policies and your uh, risk policies and, and, you know, things like that. But um, as we look to the future, you know, on the, on the in-school side, I don't think we've seen, uh, to date, we have not seen a huge uh, impact. I think probably what, what is usually a two-month peak season from middle of July to uh, middle of September, uh, which is when the majority of people apply for those private student loans, will be more spread out as schools kind of go back and forth on uh, when tuition is due and is it going to be discounted and things like that. I think uh, for us, some of the some of the interesting things that that we are paying attention to for sure is, uh, you know, I think there's a should schools not go back, um, which obviously many of them have already decided they're going to be online only. You know, what does that do to uh, you know? There's going to be we've already seen calls for reduced tuition and. Um, you know, things like that. And so what does that do to just the market for colleges? Um, do we do we think that changes at all? Does this, uh, you know, create kind of a new uh, forcing mechanism for schools to uh, cut costs um, or to think of new innovative ways uh, to serve their, uh, uh, you know, students? And I think that's one of the things we, we look at as well as we're all kind of trying to ultimately the school sets the tuition, uh, which then um, makes students get student, student loan debt. And then, uh, you know, we, we provide the loans and try to help them get out of debt. But if we want to ultimately help people get out of debt faster, it'd be great to have them not take out as much uh, money in loans. And so I think we are also examining ways where uh, we might be able to partner with schools to, uh, help provide education or other services um, that could be uh, beneficial to, to students. And I think that's, those are some of the things we have not, you know, previously thought about that, that have kind of surfaced and since COVID. Yeah, definitely a new world out there. Um, lastly, um, what are your biggest priorities over the next few months uh, from a product perspective? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, our, our 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 number one and two priorities are, uh, you know, our current products, and I, mm -hmm. obviously this year uh, has not turned out uh, like we thought it would. Um, but we still feel uh, very good about uh, where we are and uh, you know wh where the products are going. For our, you know, I, I we've talked a bunch about the in school loan, but this is only our second year, and and that that product is very different uh, than refi and in that it's extremely seasonal. Um, so it's more similar to, you know, a tax 
uh, product than it is to other lending products. Interesting. Um, because all of the, you know, it's like you're, pre- it's like you're prepping for, for tax season and, uh, you know, you, you, you get to build all year getting ready for that. Uh, and then you just, you get to run your play and if it works, it works. <laughs> if it doesn't, you try to fix what, fix what broke uh, in the off season. Um, and we're coming up on, on season two or just right in the swing of season two here. And we feel really good about it, but we're excited to, you know, see, see all the improvements we've made over the last year, uh, see how that plays out and, and learn from that and, and, and figure out what we want to do uh, moving into next year. Um, but I think the other piece is we are very much, uh, we have very much chosen to focus on, you know, financial education and student loans as the problem we want to be uh, working on as a company. Uh, and helping people, you know, finance their education and get out of debt. And, and so we are, you know, in terms of, you know, what's, what's next for us and, and things we're looking at, I think it's figuring out what are all the various ways we can contribute to uh, helping solve that problem, um, which is, you know, pretty different, I think, than a lot of the uh, other, you know, either fintech lenders or fintechs uh, more broadly serving a more well-off millennial client. Got it. David, thank you for joining us on the Tier Sheet Podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great.